Sunday in Ethiopia, a mass memorial service was held to mourn the deaths of Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302 that crashed over a week ago, killing everyone on board. Since that accident, more questions are being asked about that Boeing flight and another one that crashed late last year. Crashes that aviation experts now say have clear similarities. Was a possible fatal design error missed during the certification process? This is TikTok. I'm David Myers. Joining today from Dallas is Bloomberg's Justin Bachman, who covers the travel in the North American airline industry. Thanks for doing this again, Justin. Thank you for having me. So since we last spoke, there have been several important updates on the crash of the Ethiopian Airlines flight. Most importantly, a link this crash might have had with the Lion Air Flight 610 flight that crashed in October. What do we know now about these two 737 MAX planes? Well, I mean, people are starting to sort of identify a very um, interesting and very similar look at the way these flights were behaving before the crash. And I think the fact that those similarities are standing out the way they are is pointing to this system called the MCAS, which is a sort of an automatic stabilizing um, piece of software that, that moves some parts of the airplane so that it'll fly. Uh, more like the older generation 737s did. And the point of that system is that there are sensors on the nose of the plane, and it's supposed to send data and information back to the pilot so they can help better to judge how to fly the plane. So what is it in theory doing that might have caused these two crashes? Well, the, like you said, yeah, there are two angle of attack sensors, and that and that shows um, where the nose of the plane is pointed relative to the ground. Um, at, at a certain high enough angle of attack, this system will kick in um, and trim the stabilizer and back to point the nose down, uh, because a, a, noise, a nose pointed up in flight, especially in high-speed flight with turns, can lead to a stall situation, and, and a stall is is what you flat out don't want to have in an airplane. Um, but what it points to is that it appears that the MCAS system on this airplane works with only one data input, even though there are two of these angle of attack sensors. And I think one of the, the top jobs at Boeing right now is to rework the software so that you don't have a single point of data coming into this flight computer. And there will be at least two now, and they would have to agree. So, so that would you know, help to offer a um, redundancy in the system for when, for when this flight control software kicks in. So if I'm the pilot of the Lion Air crash, and we know more details about that because the black box and all the information has come since that, right. that accident, the plane is, system is telling me to put the nose down, but it should have not been going down. Is that what the issue was and then, then caused the plane to go out of control? Right. It, it appears that in that case, the angle of attack sensor was providing false data um, that was, you know, at odds of what the plane was doing. And they were actually at, at a point of flight where on takeoff, they were actually, um, you know, ascending so that the, the nose would be pointed up. Um, this faulty data told the plane that it was, uh, you know, that the nose needed to be pointed down, uh, and the flight crew was just battling the system back and forth. One of the reports I said said that the captain had made 21 inputs uh, to counteract this system before he handed over control to the first officer. Uh, so it, it's just an amazing, you know, piece of software in the sense of what can happen when it doesn't operate as intended. And from the preliminary information we're getting from the black box, from the Ethiopian flight, they're seeing similarities between those two crashes now from this system? 
Right. There were similarities in data that was recorded by a uh, satellite ADSB tracking system. Um, they've also reported finding a jack screw from the stabilizer uh, that had the nose pointed down. So that that led the FAA said that's what led it to order these these planes to be grounded. The Max Shipliners made their debut in 2017, and to get into the air, Justin, I have to imagine Boeing went through a very comprehensive process to test these planes and to test the MCA system. Um, what do we know about that process? Well, you're right. It's a comprehensive process, but I think right now what we're hearing are questions being raised about who was involved in that process and Boeing's own role in that process in terms of having their engineers sign off on a lot of things that the average person would say, why isn't a government safety engineer regulator overseeing this, and and why would Boeing have a role in that? Uh, Boeing does have a role, and I think it's standard industry practice that you would have sort of this collaborative effort in in having engineers come together. Uh, Boeing is, by and large, better staffed than the FAA in certain areas. So that part of it makes sense, but I think what's coming out now is that Democrats in the House and other people want to have some hearings and ask some questions about what role did Boeing play in certifying their own airplane. But then what is in there when it comes to like a checks and balance system to make sure that in the FAA, FAA process that someone from Boeing or engineers from Boeing aren't impacting the final outcome for Boeing's embetterment? Right. That's one of the central questions here. What What is the role and what should the role be? And did Boeing have any undue influence in saying this, plan is, this airplane is ready to fly, even if it weren't? And, and that's, I think, what, you know, Boeing is at the start of a very long road of of answering a lot of questions on, on how did the certification process play out. Uh, I also think that, you know, there will be questions raised about you know, how does this work in an era of increasingly sophisticated airlines with computers and software running so much of, you know, modern day flight? Uh, do we need, you know, do there need to be more resources added, more people, more different specialties um, involved in that? And I, and I think those are some of the questions that we're going to hear over the next few weeks and months. And when you, when you talk about all these questions, what is Boeing saying in response to just about everything? Well, to date, Boeing's you know, response has been, this is a safe airplane. Uh, the procedures were followed. There is an enormous amount of flight test data that was accumulated, and that's why they continue to stand behind the safety of the airplane. That said, there are a lot of other people who are who are ready to ask questions. And have they responded yet to the reporting that um, Boeing might have had too much of a heavy hand in the FAA process of approving this uh, well, I have not seen a response to that specific question. Um, you know, I, I think that there will be one if, if there hasn't been one formally issued. We're definitely going to hear that. Um, Representative Peter DeFazio on the House is, is ready to have hearings. There have been reports that, you know, grand jury may look at some of this. Uh, no doubt plaintiff attorneys will come in and will seek to depose a lot of people and, and ask questions about this process. So I think we're in the early stages of many questions that are going to be asked of Boeing and the FAA on, on how the airplane got certified and if everything was, was followed as it should have been. But Justin, while 
all these questions are being asked and grand juries are, are being put together. I think it was like the Wall Street Journal reported and possible congressional inv- investigations are being put together. What does that mean for the jetliner itself, the 737 MAX? Does it remain grounded until everything is said and done? Or as Boeing says, it just takes a computer fix and then they can get the, the flight back up in the air. I mean, what, what, what's going to happen next for Boeing on this? That is a very interesting question. What does it take to get this airplane flying again? The date I've heard is that Boeing is working toward a date next week to actually have the software finished, uh, the software update finished, and then roll it out. At that point, you know, the question for the FAA becomes, is that adequate to commence flying again, or do additional steps need to be taken before this airplane can fly. Uh, It also could be a case where the airplane may fly in the United States or other places, Mm. but not everywhere. You may have uh, regulators in certain countries who say they're not prepared uh, to take that step. You may have airlines that say they're not prepared, um, that they want additional pilot training and they want some additional what have you. So it could be a case where this airplane doesn't fly all over the world at the same time. Uh, just as it didn't stop flying all over the world at the same time. So we will have to stay tuned and and see how that plays out. In the end, though, how will we know that everything was done possible and ethical to make sure that these planes were safe before they took off? Well, that is where you will find a lot of the congressional inquiry. You will find plaintiff attorneys, and you will find newspaper reporters and other reporters um, asking a lot of questions, as well as, you know, sort of the FAA internal oversight process to assure everybody that the proper steps were followed. And if the proper steps were not followed, you know, what can be done to to remediate it and, and go back through and see, you know, how should this have been done? And if we do that properly now, is the airplane still safe? And And at that point, you know, then you'll see that the the airplane will continue to fly with with fleets all over the world. That said, Boeing could also lose some orders. Places that have, you know, bought this airplane could decide they don't want it. They want a, an older model 737, or they want an Airbus or or some other aircraft. So, the long run potential could be a negative for Boeing, depending on how this plays out. Um, in the short term, there's there's not that immediate financial impact. Justin, thank you so much for doing this. Hey, thank you. Make sure to follow Justin and his reporting on Twitter. He's at Justin Bachman. That's the TikTok for today. Thanks for listening, and please head on over to iTunes and let us know what you think. I'm David Myers. You can follow me on Twitter at David F. Myers, and get all your updates 24-7 at TikTok.